team. Talking Broncos with Mile High Sports' Cody Rourke on The Jim Davis Show. Sean Payton will be the Broncos' next head coach, breaking it down for us. As he does on Mile High Sports Radio weekday afternoons and at milehighsports.com. Cody Rourke, good morning, Cody. How are you? I'm good, Jim. How are you doing today? Doing fine. What a crazy day. Sean Payton, the trade's going to happen. Tom Brady, uh, a year ago to the day that he announced he was going to retire, and then 40 days later he came back to play for the Buccaneers. It's a crazy day. Let's start out with the thing that impacts Broncos country, and that's Sean Payton. I was pleasantly surprised to see what the compensation was going to be heading to the Saints because, according to all reports, Mickey Loomis, Saints GM, wanted a John Gruden-like deal, a couple first-round picks. Denver said, no, we're not going to do that. They'll send a second-round pick along with this year's first-rounder, the 29th pick in the draft, and then they'll get a third-round pick back in 2024 along with the services of Sean Payton. I think, all things considered, Denver made out pretty darn well in regard to the caliber of coach they're getting in Sean Payton. Yeah, not to mention that, you know, George Payton had a, had a pretty significant hand in this whole process for the Broncos and for obviously the Walton Penner family ownership group. And, you know, as we've seen, George has been able to maneuver some deals <laughs> over the course of his time as a GM where, you know, while obviously Denver is, you know, trading something to some team, they're always getting something back. It's not like the Broncos are getting robbed in a sense now i think people can you know make their arguments on the russell wilson trade and how big that haul was but uh, you know hindsight's always a fun game to play but you know this is this is big the broncos have their next head coach and they have a guy who's you know one of the hottest names or one of the biggest names uh and when you look at his resume and his career over 15 years of being a head coach i mean the results speak for itself like he's a winning coach and i believe his final kind of stint, you know, the last three-year stretch with the Saints, I mean, it was like a 49-15 and overall record. So it's like, you know, it's winning. He's able to get the teams to the postseason. He's able to maneuver a lot of stuff, you know, with the different pieces around him. And I think with him there's an emphasis on offensive player development, which is a good thing. Now I think we all just have to sit back and wait and see and try to figure out, okay, who is he going to bring on to his staff, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, who's going to be the defensive coordinator, special teams, even position coaches, those are things to keep an eye on here. And I think what everybody wants to know is, how does this impact a guy like Russell Wilson? And Sean Payton you know, made the comment that you know, Russell's a hard worker and he's played at a high level, won a lot of games in this league, pressure's on us to put a good run game together and reduce the degree of difficulty on his position. I'm excited about him. And so when, when you look at, when you know, you know what Sean Payton has done with, with Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, you know, Michael Williams, I mean, the, the guys that they've had in in New Orleans. What's the, what do you expect to see him try to do with with Russell Wilson? What do you what do you think that they'll will it be? You know, some people are saying he's going to keep him in the pocket. He's going to be a pocket passer like Drew Brees. And I just think Russ's strength is still his ability to get outside the pocket and make plays. I think Sean Payton's the kind of guy, Cody, that's going to play to the strengths of his quarterback. Yeah, no, I think that is the case. I think that's exactly what they're going to do. I think there's going to be balance between the run and the pass here for the Broncos this upcoming season. Uh, But, yeah, I think that there are elements, like I will say, like Russell Wilson does want to grow as a quarterback pass inside the pocket. That's a personal thing that he's mentioned just because he believes if he can evolve to that as well while still being able to do some of the stuff he's historically been able to really do well. 
you know, feels like he's going to have longevity in the National Football League. Gives him the chance to play as long as he wants to, because he does want to play for another eight, nine years. Which, I mean, that's a that's a lot. That is a lot of years of football left to play. You know, for a guy like that, so he wants to evolve into you know into that type of guy, and he believes he can. So I don't think that'll be the primary emphasis. I think that there will be elements of that sprinkled into it for the Broncos. And, and, you know, if that's the case, if Sean Payton wants to do some things like that, I think that he'll build an offense around not just Russell Wilson, but what the team does well. And I think this is good news for the Broncos as well, because I think what we have seen from Sean Payton is an emphasis on building a very strong offensive line as well, which, as we all know, Broncos need that. Cody Rourke, My Life Sports Radio joins us every Wednesday on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Let's go to that. Reports are that Mike Munchak could be on his way back to being the Broncos offensive line coach. What are you hearing in regard to that? Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, right now, um, I mean, I've I've heard some very interesting theories being thrown out about who the offensive line coach is going to be for Denver, who are some potential prospects. Um, Someone even said Mark Schlereth. Like somebody, like somebody yeah. told me Mark Schlereth, which I'm like, I'm like, I like Mark. Mark is very, very smart. He's got a really nice gig at Fox. I mean, maybe obviously the connection to Fox and you know Schlereth and Peyton. Maybe they, uh, maybe they've talked. Maybe they've colluded a little bit. But uh, I think there is a chance that Munchak does come back. I do know that uh, a lot of Broncos players did express at the end of the year how much they felt they would have been better if Mike Munchak were still around versus Butch Berry. Um, so I think that whole process has to continue to play out. I mean, there's, there's even another former coach uh, for the Broncos that could be coming back, which I think would be very, very interesting. And we will get to that in a moment uh, on the defensive side of the football. Uh, our good friend Ben Steele took over as the offensive line coach. He was Butch Berry's assistant, then Berry got canned. Uh, hear anything about what might happen with with Ben moving forward? Because gosh, we certainly hope that you know, that he ends up staying on that staff somehow, some way. Though it's it's tough when you have a new head coach coming in and uh, usually cleans house. But uh, what are you hearing about uh, Ben Steele possibly staying with the Broncos? Yeah, right now. So to my understanding, what's going to happen is is you know a lot of these coaches are still under contract as it currently stands right now. So. For Sean Payton, you know, he's going to come in. I think that some guys are going to have the chance to meet with Payton, to chat with him, um, and obviously I think, you know, kind of discuss philosophy. And then, that you know, Sean Payton is either going to bring in his own guys and or he's going to, you know, give these guys the opportunity to go find a job elsewhere as the current, you know, current staffs look to be built around the NFL. There's a lot of changes right now with position coaches, coordinators potentially. Uh, we know Justin Outen has had some interest from NFL teams to, you know, for their offensive coordinator jobs. So um, it, it's going to be one of those processes where coaches are going to have a chance to meet with Peyton, and then they're going to decide on what's best for the team, whether that's you know certain coaches staying on or he's allowing other coaches to go get opportunities elsewhere. I'm not sure what that means for Ben, but obviously for Ben, he was the assistant online coach to Butch Berry and, you know, a lot of players I've spoken to can vouch that, you know, obviously Ben Steele is a guy that they, you know, probably listen to a lot more than Butch Berry because of how he approached coaching. So I think that's obviously a good sign uh, for a guy like Ben Steele. But so much will be contingent upon, you know, what the Broncos decide to do here. It's going to be an interesting turn of events. I, uh, I'll tell you that. I think in the next week or so, we're going to find out a lot of movement with this team, especially with the staff. Cody Rourke with us today on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. You teased 
Vic Fangio. Broncos, according to uh, Dave Logan, 850 KOA, have been talking with Vic Fangio, former head coach of this team. Uh, there was reports that uh, Stephen Ross in Miami was going to make him the highest-paid defensive coordinator in the league. And then there was the, uh, the report that came out that uh, San Francisco with D'Amico Ryan's leaving to go coach the Houston Texans, that because of Vic's girlfriend, who's an eye surgeon who lives in the Bay Area, Vic's coached in San Francisco previously, that maybe Vic might go back to San Francisco and be the, the D.C. there. But there's some talk that perhaps he might make a return to Denver. Uh, I caught some of Derek Wolf's comments yesterday, Cody, and he, he played for Vic and felt like that Vic, he, the defensive guys liked him. Guys on the offensive side had an issue with him as the head coach. They didn't really like the way he, he dealt with the team in total, but the defensive guys really liked him. Uh, just, I guess, your thoughts about Vic Fangio. It would be an awkward situation. Not you know, not exactly like Wade Phillips. It was what nineteen years between Wade being the head coach and then coming back to be the DC of the Broncos. Uh, what's your what are you hearing about Vic Fangio and a possible return to Denver? Well, I mean, obviously it's something that we we knew when Adam Schefter reported a few months ago that if Peyton was looking to get back in the NFL, he was looking to assemble an All Star staff, which did include Vic Fangio. You know, for for this, I mean, obviously the Broncos are in play here for Fangio. But the thing that I mentioned yesterday on our show is that if Fangio is going to come back to Denver, there has to be some sort of like cleansing and, and meeting with players on defense because Vic rubbed a lot of people the wrong way during his time in Denver as defensive coordinator um, and a lot of high-profile players. He rubbed a lot of high-profile players the wrong way. With his approach, players didn't feel like Vic actually cared about them. He just wanted them to be football players, which, I mean, obviously they understand that's their job. But Vic was, in a a way, guys went to the building feeling as if Vic didn't care about them. You know, whatever they got going on in their lives, about other coaches, whatever coaches have going on in their lives. I think Vic is a terrific coach defensively. I think he's a true football lifer. Um, But I think if that were to happen, there would have to be some sort of meeting of the minds to uh, kind of make some amends, I think, if that were to be the case. Yeah, because Wolf said that he, at least the impression I got, Cody, was the defensive guys didn't have a problem with Vic. It was more the guys on the offensive side of the ball. But from what you're saying, that's not entirely true, that guys on the defensive side weren't exactly enamored with Vic either. Yeah, no, that, that that's also another thing as well. You know, with, with Vic's leadership approach it was like this is how we're doing it and it was like there was no negotiation in a sense with that and I, I think it was different because like Giro Evro on the other hand like here's a the appeal is that the Broncos should in my opinion they should look to retain Evro and I get it look you know Evro's going to be at risk of getting a head coaching job after next year but the thing that players loved about Evro is that Evro took Vic's defensive scheme made it more aggressive and guys loved it guys had more fun and it wasn't my way or the highway. You know, it was it was collaborative. You know, it was like, hey, this is working for us. Can we try to, you know, can we do it like this? Uh, this isn't working. You know, hey, how can we adjust on this? Like, it was a very open and collaborative approach from a Giro Ebro with his players, and not to mention his coaches, his assistant coaches embody that as well. And they are, there's some really good assistant coaches on the defensive side of the ball for his Broncos defense last year. I think Peter Hansen at linebacker is a great option. Obviously, though, he has spent some time with Vic Fangio when he was a you know member of the San Francisco 49ers back 2011 to 2014. Uh, on top of that, there's also guys like Marcus Dixon who's done a really good job with the defensive line. I think Burt Watts has done tremendous work with the edge rushers on the outside, and obviously Christian Parker and Ola Adams 
uh, you know, DB and assistant DB coach has done such a terrific job with this team. I, I, I don't like breaking up that nucleus, to be honest with you. I really don't. And so my hope was, was that a lot of these guys would be able to keep their jobs. But as you mentioned, when you have a staff change, there's going to be a lot of changes as well. Guys want to bring in who they're familiar with. That's the unfortunate side of this whole entire thing is that there's going to be, you know, Broncos are probably going to let go of some really good coaches uh, in this process. Molly Sports Radio's Cody Rourke with us today on the Team Sports Network. Uh, talk about guys that uh, you, you want to work with people, at least there's that tendency to work with people you're familiar with, and that could be the case on who this team's next OC could be. And it could very well be a guy that Sean Payton's had a, a relationship with and, and known for a very long time, and that's Joe Lombardi, the, the grandson of the legendary Vince Lombardi. Uh, Joe Lombardi, the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Chargers this past season. They were eighth in total offense. He gets canned, and he wasn't the reason why they, they lost to Jacksonville the playoffs, and Brandon Staley still has his job. But uh, going back many, many years, Lombardi and Peyton have a relationship, and that could be rekindled as a member of the Broncos staff as the OC. Yeah, I, I think this is a very, very interesting one. I think there are some elements of Joe Lombardi's game that definitely has a lot of fans on on ease, you know, on edge, a little skeptical of it. You know, a lot of Chargers fans you know, I reached out to me, and they're like, hey, Good luck with good luck with uh, Joe Lombardi as as your next uh, offensive coordinator. You know there was a lot of frustration there. Um, I think some players there. I mean, I think from an optics look, Jim, it doesn't seem that appealing. Okay, they can Joe Lombardi, and they immediately hired Kellen Moore. Like, why? That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, we'll see what happens. I mean, I still think that yeah. I mean, obviously ties familiarity. I don't know. I mean, I I honestly wouldn't even be shocked if Clint Kubiak still stays around, Jim. Sure. Um, I think that is something to keep an eye on here for the Broncos. But um, obviously with Joe Lombardi now being a free agent on the coaching market, it probably makes sense for that reunion to happen. Um, we'll see how it goes. I, uh, I'll probably have to, like I said, I think I'm going to reserve a lot of my judgment until we see how they play on the field, right? Because I think, you know, for a lot of people, we all got excited last year, myself included, um, with training camp with, some of the moves that they made, and then the regular season came. It was like, wow, this is uh, not ideal. So I think uh, a, a good portion of the fan base is waiting to see how this team performs before they get, I think, too excited. That's how, that's a lot of the vibes that I've gotten from fans. Do you like the deal? Do you like Peyton being there? Just get down to it. We, we work our way back to that. Do you like this deal, and do you like Peyton being the Broncos head coach? Yeah, no, I think this is probably a, a really good deal. You know, like I said, I felt like any of these candidates at Denver High, like interviewed initially, I felt like we're going to be pretty good um, for the job. So I, I think Peyton obviously brings success. He's a proven winner, and now he's tasked with trying to change the culture that Denver has to win football games. Like Denver's got a great locker room culture. I want to I want to point that out. They really do. Contrary to what many people believe, I've seen it. I've talked to players, and and those guys are very very tight in that locker room. But the on field, like winning, like learning how to win. I mean, it's as cliche as it sounds. Like Sean Payton is a winner. Sean Payton knows what it takes to win football games, and it's not just. You know, what you do on the field, the X's, is everything that leads up to games. It's how you practice. It's how you prepare. It's, it's all these different elements that are attached to it. And I think that is something that not many people focus on because there's so many moving parts in football. Sean Payton, I think, is a great hire. And the fact that they got him for a first round and obviously, you know, a second round next year, but they're getting a third round back, it makes sense. But you know what? Denver has a first round pick next year, folks. So now uh, I think that makes people a little bit more uh, – 
more easy. And not to mention the salary cap did increase. Denver has cap space. They're going to approach several players to restructure to free up even more. And we'll see how Denver addresses some of the major roster holes that they have on the team. Now, 139-84 overall record, 623 winning percentage, eight postseason wins after they'd only won one playoff game prior to his arrival when he replaced uh, Jim Hazlitt as the, the head coach, holds the Saints' top win total, winning percentage. I mean, the, the list goes on and on and on uh, about what Sean Payton has accomplished, particularly the, the offensive numbers, uh, 27.6 points per game, the best uh, for coaches that have coached at least 40 games in league history. So, I mean, there's there's a lot of impressive numbers in regard to Sean Payton and what he brings to the table for the Broncos. Plus, I, I feel like they, they they got a pretty good deal on the whole thing without giving up two first-round picks, a la the, the John Gruden Raiders and uh, Bucks trade from, from so many years ago. One final thing today, Cody. TB12 says this is it. Are you buying it? Because it was, what, a year to the day. He announced his retirement 40 days later. He was back. I'm just until until the season starts. I'm not even talking about training camp. I'm done when the season starts. I'm not buying it that the, the Brady is officially and totally done. Um, You know, I think that's fair. I think for me, I, think, I honestly feel like Tom Brady unretired last year because he didn't get to break the news himself that he was retiring. Realistically, Adam Scheffler kind of came in and ruined the whole thing. You know, it's taking a moment like that. Why would you not let the athlete announce that, you know, they're done? Um, I think there was, I think that had something to do with it, but I do believe that Tom stays retired this time. I just, I don't see him coming back. There's, there's no need for it. Um, And obviously I think the optics of it, if you were to say today that he's retiring and then, you know, tomorrow, or like three weeks down the road, retire again. I mean, unretire. I think it would tarnish his legacy a little bit. It would make things like, okay, hey, why the hell are you doing this? Like, nobody cares. Um, but he's made his decision. Next up, Aaron Rodgers. So, obviously, you yeah. don't want to wish Tom Brady the best. I know he's going to transition to Fox. I think that they should preserve Kevin Burkhart and Greg Olson on the Fox broadcast because those two guys, are, from a play-by-play standpoint, they are fantastic. Um Find a way to add Tom Brady to that or something, but don't like disband that. Like Greg Olson's a very, very good broadcaster and commentator. Might be the best in the business right now. Uh, but now we all wait and see. What the heck does Aaron Rodgers decide to do? Oh, waiting with bated breath. Oh, one final thing, Tony Romo. <laughs> Tony Romo, he's he's dramatically regressed, hasn't he? Oh gosh, what it's, I don't know what's what going. Ha- I, I, I don't think he, I, don't... I think he got paid. <laughs> he got paid, and he doesn't care as much. Yeah. The, it's disappointing. Yeah, the, 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 was it the was it the Buffalo game where he makes a comment? That's ah, a perfect pass, but it's uh, a little too high. Well, no, it's a perfect pass, or it's not. It's not a perfect pass. Yeah. It's a little too high, and that's just one small example. I've just I've been flabbergasted, to be quite honest. I, I've heard um, I've heard he doesn't honestly prepare as hard for games anymore. Like there was, there's times where he will ask somebody, you know, the day he gets to the stadium for the game. He'll ask somebody for, like, you know, notes on, you know, both teams, and then he'll kind of just use that in his thing. But it's like, if you're getting paid that much money, you should be, like, where is the drive? Where is the dedication? Like, Mark Schlereth, I can tell you this, Mark Schlereth watches so much film on the teams that he's going to cover, and he takes detailed notes. Like, I'm talking, like, almost books worth of pages for his games. That way, when he's talking about him, he knows what he's saying. Like, I don't know. You got some guys like Romo that are getting paid a lot of money, 
and all of a sudden now it's uh you know he's not treating it how he first did when he first got in which is disappointing but yeah it's like the world is kind of a done with tony romo they're annoyed by him now and can't say that i blame him yeah i'm right there with you 